There have been some massive wins for truth in the American family recently. The pendulum does seem to be swinging back in the direction of genuine American values at some point uh, and in some things. Reagan said, all great change in America starts at the dinner table. That means it starts with the family, your family. Right now, your family is probably having a difficult time at the dinner table, um, especially if you like meat. That's where Good Ranchers comes in. 100% American meat, uh, meat uh, right to your door. It's uh, the guarantee that the meat is born, raised, and harvested right here in the United States. You know where it's coming from. You know you're supporting the ranchers here in America. It's aged to perfection. Every single cut, every box is superior in quality, flavor, and value. Right now, get this offer before it's all gone. Use the code GLEN. Get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. It's Glenn at GoodRanchers.com. everybody you meet left or right they say the same thing something isn't right i don't know what it is but something isn't right they may even think they know what it is um and they're they're wrong but they're trying to figure it out what is that what is it that we're all feeling i contend it is an alarm system uh, as Thomas Paine said, uh, heaven knows how to attach a proper price to something as celestial as freedom. It came with an alarm system. When your rights are being abused or being taken, it's like that feeling you have right before something bad might happen. You walk into a place and you're like, this isn't right. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Obey that little voice. Obey that voice. Your instinct is right. Something is wrong. But what is wrong? I want to share something I, I read over the uh, holiday, over the uh, vacation. Um, and I think, well, I'm, I'm just going to read it and you decide. Five steps to where we're headed and see if this is what isn't really the diagnosis of what you're feeling. We do that in 60 seconds. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. Recent survey of 22 CFOs at major organizations concluded a recession could not be avoided. Not a single CFO thinks it's avoidable at this time. 
Over 40% of them cited inflation as their number one concern. 77% said recession will happen by the first half of 2023. Some analysts believe we've already started into a recession. Okay, so what do you do? Well, last hour, I didn't get to this story. Let me see if I can find it. Last hour, um, economists look at the price of uh, copper as an indicator that the economy is at a risk of recession. And copper is now plummeting in price. This is something you need copper when you're building and expanding. Uh, copper for all of the electricity and everything else. Well, it's it's now trading at $3.57 a pound. That's 28% decline in price since the beginning of summer. That is a sign recession is coming. All right, so what do you do? You take some chips off the table. You get out of the stock market, not entirely, but you take some things out of the stock market. You take some money out of your 401k, or you just take one of your uh, your retirement funds and you convert some of it into gold and silver. This is where Goldline comes in, and I am really, my relationship with Goldline is, I mean, you know, we've been in business now about 15 years or so. And this is the best coin I think they've ever made. Um, it's a Benjamin Franklin quarter round, uh, quarter of an ounce of gold. On the back is the Ben Franklin uh, seal of America that he wanted, which was Pharaoh being closed in on the waters while uh, Moses is up on the banks. And it says rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. This is a collectible, um, and it is literally worth its weight in gold. It is the gold version now of the Ben Franklin, and it's a quarter round. Right now, with every quarter-ounce gold Benjamin Franklin round that you would get, you're going to get 10 of the Mind Your Business silver bars at no cost. So that's 10 ounces of silver for free with every one of these that you buy. They also have... I think they have these in stock now. This might be a proof, but they have it in uh, silver, and they just made them in copper as well. And copper is currently plummeting in price, so that is a really good thing. Um, and uh, it's the same Benjamin Franklin. So silver, gold, or copper, you can get the Franklins. Right now, you'll get extra silver if you, with, with every quarter ounce Benjamin Franklin round you acquire at Goldline, goldline.com, goldline.com, or call them now at 866 Goldline, 866 Goldline. So I was reading something uh, while, I was, um, while I was away from the Epic Times, and it's the five stages of, of totalitarianism. And have you noticed both sides are worried about totalitarianism? The uh, Antifa is saying, you know, it's the religious totalitarian, you know, and Donald Trump, the totalitarian. And that's exactly what the other side is afraid of. Now, I'm not going to argue which side. I, I just want to give you the five stages of totalitarianism. And see if any of these connect with you and see if any of these things uh, have happened yet. The first thing is discontent and rumblings. You can't 
start a totalitarian uh, government uh, until you're standing on the ash heap of the government and of the society that that was you. If you want a new regime, you have to generate dissatisfaction with the status quo. Um, you have to get people to despise the old order. Um, you have to get people to believe that they can't do anything because of the old order. Um, and, and then present this new thing as a, as a solution to all of those problems. Now, has that happened is there someone preaching a new world order? Is there someone preaching new ideas? Capitalism has failed. Our families are failing us. Is there anybody that is suggesting that everything is failing us and seems to want to even see it burn to the ground? That's the first step. The Bolshevik Revolution in Russia in 1917, it established a totalitarian regime, and it was very, very bloody, much more bloody than the revolution in France, which ended in, you know, guillotines. This uh, was, you know, the reign of terror in Russia was beyond anything that you could imagine. The people were disenfranchised. They no longer believed in the czar. They had been defeated in war. Um, They were hungry. Um, The uh, transportation in the city started to break down. And once, once your transportation breaks down, that causes food and fuel shortages and, that causes riots. Then Adolf Hitler, he did the same thing. It was bubbling with discontent. Uh, they had the Treaty of Versailles. They had just left a humiliation on the battlefield. The um, Treaty of Versailles was um, uh, was humiliating to them. And then they, because of the, the uh, treaty... They had horrible economics. They went into hyperinflation. And then Germany starts to default on its patient uh, on its uh, payments. And now you start to have occupied territories of Germany, etc., etc. Made the people poor, hungry, and angry. Russia, poor, hungry, angry. France, poor, hungry, angry. None of them believed in the old system. So there's your first step. Are we poor, hungry, and angry? Well, I would suggest that we are angry. We have our share of anger. Uh, are we poor? What time is it? We're on our way to poverty. Are we hungry? We don't think hunger could really happen here in America because we're the breadbasket of the world, except we're not the breadbasket of the world anymore. It's the second thing, the false savior and the first revolution. So once people identify uh, the discontent and appeal to that, 
The totalitarian presents himself as a savior. In stage two, the revolutionary totalitarian enacts a dramatic change to solve the problems and discontent of stage one. To find a solution to its debt crisis, the French government called the Estates General Assembly to advise the king on what to do. Third Estate quickly claimed full governmental authority as a national assembly. The National Assembly wanted to draw up a new constitution that would change the nature of the government to deal with all of the injustices. Does this sound familiar? After the storming of the Bastille, peasants in rural areas revolted against their lords. Uh, The National Assembly then declared feudalism abolished and introduced the Declaration of the Rights of Man and of the Citizen. And then... You had the execution of King Louis. No one could stop the ferociousness, if you will, uh, of the bloodbath. Russia, the Bolsheviks, took advantage of the food riots that began in early 1917. When the military began siding with the rioting workers rather than, you know, restoring law and order, Nicholas, the czar, Uh, resigned and then was shot then the soviets quickly took control of russia and their slogan was peace land and bread and many angry people looked at them as saviors same thing with nazism the third stage censorship persecution propaganda And ending of opposition. So now you have the savior on board. You have a plan. They're changing absolutely everything. They want to change the way you talk to one another. Your traditions. uh, Even your language. They have presented a plan to change everything. But stage three... Uh, happens after stage two has passed. The old order has been fundamentally changed. So we're there right now. We are still, I think, having to change some things, but think about it. Our banking system is no longer the banking system we had. Uh, Our businesses are not the businesses we had. Our way of communicating with each other, not the way we've always communicated. Even the understanding of freedom of speech our press is fundamentally different all of it so the old order has been fundamentally changed and now the various forces begin to react the rising totalitarian government faces many enemies often dubbed counter-revolutionaries or extremists in its infancy in infancy The new order must struggle to gain more power and maintain that which has been acquired. For this reason, it sets about combating its enemies through censorship and persecution. Does any of this make sense? Does any of this ring like you've seen this movie? As soon as they gain sway over their countries, the first move of totalitarians like Hitler and Vladimir Lenin was to censor the opposition and put out propaganda. Each of the totalitarian leaders also gained control of education and had a secret police force to monitor or even kill anyone designated as an enemy. 
Another strategy was to establish youth organizations to indoctrinate citizens in the state's propaganda from an early age and tear their loyalties away from family or religion. Religion was almost universally persecuted once these regimes came to power. Huh. I'm not saying we're in stage three. Stage three sounds familiar. Stage four, the crisis. I'll give that to you in 60 seconds. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation uh, started on 9-11. 2,977 people were killed on the terrorist attack, the biggest terrorist attack on American soil. After that, most of us vowed we'd never forget well, many of us have forgotten, but not the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They have remembered and they are doing unbelievable good work. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring the family to stability. U.S. Army Specialist Jason Wheeler is one such hero. He re-enlisted after 9-11, but a training accident injury left him unable to walk. After years of trying to manage, Specialist Wheeler and his family moved into a mortgage-free smart home that was custom-designed for his needs. Our nation's heroes, the people who put their lives on the line for our country and our community, need your help. Help the heroes and their families join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month, will you? $11 a month will go a long way with Tunnel to Towers. It's T, the number 2, T, as in Tunnel2Towers.org. T2T.org. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. So... You have censorship, persecution, propaganda, and the ending of opposition. Stage four. That prepares the way for the totalitarian government to grasp total control over those under its rule. It consists of a crisis moment, which may either be real or a false flag, something that threatens the nation. By 1793, French Revolution was at a crisis point. Defenders of the old order rose up on all sides to crush the new order. Austrian and Prussian armies encircled France, uh, while the peasants revolted against the revolutionary government and army. And so, in the name of public safety, the government decided to take harsh mem- uh, measures against all enemies of the revolution. They needed more control. This was the task of the Committee of Public Safety, and it's suffered from no scruple in its methods. Same thing happened in 1918. Lenin was shot after giving a speech at a factory. While recovering in the hospital, he wrote to a subordinate, quote, It is necessary secretly and urgently to prepare the terror. This is the Red Terror known in history it was the the justification of an act of an emergency 
was the attempted assassination. The radicals and the counter-revolutionaries were allegedly at the gate, and so they needed extreme measures to deal with this imminent threat. Does any of this sound like language you have heard? Hitler used the state of emergency as well. He used the Reichstag fire. Real or false? I've read both. Doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. Then stage five. Once you hit the crisis, and for this crisis, they need to take control, and they have control of everything, then you get the crisis of stage four as an excuse, and the government seizes absolute control over the lives of its citizens. The regime becomes the enemy of the stages of three and four. It begins brutally enforcing its utopia and ideology on the populace. This stage also sees the greatest atrocities committed against the populace because resistance to the totalitarian regime has to be crushed. The people are defenseless. They're demoralized. Nothing stands between the regime and its victims. This stage involves mass killings as the regime liquidates any remaining enemies while seeking to control every detail of a citizen's life. I don't need to tell you about that. Have we seen these things? Have we seen any of these things? We have social unrest. We have the purging and the destroying of lives, although not literally. We have the tearing down of our history, of our language, of almost everything. We are on the verge of the Great Reset, which will control all, every aspect of your life. If it includes money, it will control your life. I don't know if we understand freedom of speech and due process and religious rights. They're all under attack. And the emergency, the crisis was COVID. Luckily, I think we're past that. But food shortages are coming all around the world. Is it possible the Great Reset is the authoritarian regime that is going to be pushed down all of our throats? The Glenn Beck Program. If you're like pretty much everyone else, you'd probably like to just uh, get into your car, start the engine, and go about your merry way without having to worry about car repairs. Unfortunately, our cars have different plans for us, and you have absolutely no idea when it's going bad, and there's never a good time for your car to go out. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. It covers more parts than ever before. So whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles on it, when you need a repair, you don't have to deal with the paperwork, the headaches. You don't have to write a check. 
All you have to do is choose the mechanic to do the work and the Car Shield administrators handle everything else. You can also count on Car Shield to help you take care of uh, you when your car breaks down on the side of the road. They have um, protection plan. In fact, every protection plan includes coast to coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Go now. Go now. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. 800-391-8888. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Glenn's back this week. Check it out. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. So I was uh, off for two weeks. Uh, spent it in um, uh, Idaho, Utah, and Arizona, and um, and I have to tell you, I come away with a uh, with an optimism because I saw people as people. I saw people that I'm sure that disagreed with me and. We didn't have arguments and society was working and we were all complaining about the same thing at the gas pump. We still have a few things in common with each other. I think the American people are decent. Uh, I think, you know, I've always had this theory. If gas prices went up and the media didn't talk about them, would it seem like the biggest crisis in the world? Well, now we're seeing that. We're seeing a huge crisis, huge crisis of gas. And the media is not covering any of it. They don't really, they're not covering that. They're not covering food inflation or anything else. Uh, and it seems like, it seems like one of those things we all complain about, but there's nothing you can do about it. Where if it was a Republican in office and this was happening, you know they would be blaming it on them, and then they would give you the solution. You know, they'd give you at least the problem, and the solution is don't hire that guy anymore. I think, the, I think this, this revolution is really on the periphery of most of America. In the coasts, it might be the majority. But in the middle of America, I just don't think that this is uh, this revolutionary, this second or actually first anti-american revolution that we're going through right now i don't think it's uh i think it's drummed up and in the middle of the country i just don't think it has support because i i feel really good things i was down in saint george um i broke ground on something called um liberty village it's United We Pledge. And I've been talking to these guys for, oh, I don't know, a couple of years uh, about what they're trying to do. Um, and they just know that if we don't if we don't take our kids and uh, uh, and teach them real history and get them to really enjoy it, we're we're lost as a nation. And so they've kind of put the stake in the ground um, in St. George. 
uh, and they broke ground on what will be an, an amazing American center. It's going to have uh, Mount Vernon, an exact copy of uh, George Washington's home. It will also uh, have uh, Independence Hall, something that, I mean, quite honestly, I mean, you know, you might be able to afford to go to Philadelphia, but do you want to go to Philadelphia to see it? Uh, so it's probably something that most people won't see. And it's really important that we are teaching these values and principles. I, I'd like you to check out uh, unitedwepledge.org and see what they're building. Um, because this is something I really want to be a part of. I went down and, and uh, helped them break ground on it. And then uh, Tanya and I uh, made a donation. Uh, and uh, and uh, more importantly, I think a donation in our time in the years to come. Because it is, uh, this is, this is critical. And uh, I think we should build these in all states, myself. But, you know, who am I? Let's start with one. Uh, United we pledge. Look for Liberty Village. Uh, all right, Stu. Yes, go on. What haven't we hit that we should hit? Well, there. I mean, we did talk about the abortion stuff a little bit earlier on with the Supreme Court, but I would want to draw your attention to one little separate thing here that relates to the New York Times and their podcast, The Daily which is their kind of flagship oh, podcast. I think it's it's either number one or number two podcast out there. I couldn't, I can't listen to it It's anymore. torture. I just can't do it. It's torture, oh, it especially around this particular issue, because there's, there's oh. almost no awareness whatsoever that anyone could think of abortion as a negative. It's like, only, it's so overtly positive to these people it's like you know how we would talk about you know just generally speaking freedom of speech you know what i mean something where it's like so obviously a a foundational human right and an american right at least that you don't even have to you don't have to make the argument for it now apparently that's reversed and now you don't have to make the argument for abortion but you do have to make it for freedom of speech as the left seems to oppose that constantly yeah, it's crazy uh, which is bizarre but like you know it's just like a basic thing they just acknowledge it. at one point they're talking about uh, about abortion and they're talking about how all of the the roe versus wade came uh, stuff became uh, overturned and how that process was a long unfolding process which is i think the main part of this that's interesting to the audience but at one point they're talking about it and they're saying that like you know they started passing laws in these states that would say you can't abort based on sex or you can't abort based on race and you know of course everyone agrees with that so it didn't seem like an in a a a a sort of um, a cutting a of slippery slope, a slippery slope, right? Slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they kind uh -huh. of were making that point. And they're saying it didn't <laughs> seem like it was a big deal because there, it wasn't really happening all that often, even though it happens in other countries sometimes. And, you know, so they wanted to make abortion seem bad. They wanted to make it seem like it was something bad. And like they had no concept that people already believed it was bad. In addition to that, it's unclear why it would matter. If you would start aborting only little girls or black children, if you didn't think abortion was bad, if it's not a life, if it's not something of life that you're ending, why would you care if they targeted race or gender or any other attribute that you think might pop up 
with the child. Why does that matter to you if this isn't a life in the first place? Of course, none of that is discussed at all in the podcast. <laughs> what they I was going to say, I have to listen to this oh. because I can't believe they're discussing it. But no, I'm not no. going to. Just throwaway points, Glenn. They, like they, they don't even acknowledge that there's any sort of hypocrisy there. Because obviously, so it's okay to kill the baby randomly, but it's not okay to kill the baby if it's a girl or if it's black. That's, that's against the rules? Like why? It's either a kid or it's not. If it is a kid, you shouldn't kill it at all. Right. That's the point. But beyond all of that, that was not actually the point of the podcast. The part of the podcast that I thought was interesting for our purposes mainly was they are trying to trace it back. They describe this as the obituary for Roe versus Wade. And of course, the obituary is this. You know, they're looking back and trying to see how this ended. How did this this fundamental human right go away, Glenn? And they all bring it back to 2010. And I thought this was interesting. They went back to 2010 and talked about how that was the germ that started the movement that led to Roe versus Wade being overturned. And what they're talking about is the Tea Party wave election, that the Tea Party wave election was not only just a huge wave election, but also a wave election at the state legislature level which uh, also then eventually led to redistricting, which then led to uh, power being uh, in the state legislatures going towards Republicans, which led to an Overton window shift on the issue of abortion, blah, 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 blah. But like, I think a lot of times we talk about that moment, the Tea Party moment as something that, you know, was a really great moment and some good things came out of it, but kind of it fizzled and it, it went away and we should learn lessons on how to do it better next time and all of this. And it's interesting to look at the other side sees that as the the germ that wound up culminating in one of the biggest conservative victories of the past century, right? Like uh, the fact that Roe versus Wade has been overturned is something we've discussed before. I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime. And this- no, it is. Uh, I've made this comparison over and over again. It will be remembered in 100 years from now as slavery. People would be like, how could you have done that? What, what were they even thinking? How come they didn't stop it? And I, I really thought, we'll never solve this. We'll never solve this in our lifetime. And we're not going to solve it, but we at least haven't codified the killing of millions of children. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Glenn. I never thought I'd see the end of Roe versus Wade in my lifetime, but I, I was very confident that eventually it would be looked back at the horror as the horror show that it is. And you know, this is the, only the first step in that process. I mean, if you think about it in, in a roundabout way, before this, we weren't even allowed to have this argument with any force of law. You couldn't you couldn't do anything about it. It was just this thing that you had to accept, no matter where you were. In the country and all the overturning of Roe versus Wade has done has put it back to the moderate position, right? The position where states get to decide and we all kind of do our thing. The same position we might have on gambling, right? It's like it's just now everyone gets to figure out for themselves whether they want to do it or not. Um, But like if you kind of look at this situation, you know, if the Tea Party, if all the Tea Party ever accomplished was overturning Roe versus Wade, it was an incredible success, and everybody in this audience, and tons of them were involved in it, it deserves a piece of that success and yes. the protection of millions and millions of lives. So while you were listening to that, I was listening to uh, Barry Weiss today, 
Oh. Do you ever listen to her podcast? Honestly, oh, yeah, it's one of my one of my yeah. favorites. Yes, did you yeah, listen to the speech? Too. Her uh, speech at the university. Yes, awesome. Yeah, so, so you listened to it already? Yeah, yeah. So awesome, good. awesome, awesome. And she's talking about um, the. Do you remember when we spoke about the refounders? Yeah, yeah. That we're looking for the refounders. She's talking about that in the speech. She's like, it is. There's a time coming. And she's talking about it to college students. And she's like, you may be the generation that that produces new founding fathers. Um, and we have to we have to look to the future, but we have to, quote, conserve the important principles that built this country. And yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this is the Barry Weiss that. Used to work for the New York Times. Yeah, no, you know I, mean, what I mean, she was always a you know a really really smart and an important voice, but like I think more important than ever now. I mean, it, you know, because you oh my gosh, she was speaking at the was at the University of Austin, uh, which is this new yes. university they started. Yes. You talked to Peter Bogosian about it, I believe, a, a couple mm -hmm. months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, this idea that, you know, we should just pursue the truth and no crazy woke cancellations. And you should be able to say things that are uncomfortable and talk them out in public and all the basic things that we were just saying you, you shouldn't need to argue for when it comes to freedom of speech. They're saying you shouldn't need to argue for them. You should be able to go to college, uh, to learn these things, to fight this out in the battle of ideas. And you don't get canceled for all time for doing it. I mean, that's a pretty basic idea in America, but it's been one that's been totally disregarded lately. And I, I love the fact that she was saying, you know, these are the things you shouldn't have to argue. You know, the, the, we should just know them, but they're going to teach them how to argue, mm -hmm. why they're important, um, get them to fully understand it. You can't really defend these things that are coming out of colleges now. They don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. And in the end, they all crumble because they always lead to death. Um, this, not only can you defend, once you have somebody who's teaching it to you, you not only can defend it based on what you've learned, but also all of your life experiences lead to that is true. Um, and that's exciting. It's really exciting. Back in just a minute. Sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it is worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. Oh, on, on their own, they came from you. They came from the time you invested, the money you invested, and the the people you supported that also supported in big ways. Uh, on behalf of of life and one of those companies that you have been supporting that has worked tirelessly uh, for life is Patriot Mobile. They're the only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they have been on the front lines fighting for your values, and it sets them apart from any other mobile provider out there. Inflation has made life really, really hard, but fortunately, Patriot Mobile has a plan to fit any budget. And they have 100% U.S.-based customer support that gives personalized, amazing service. Patriot Mobile. They share your values. They support organizations fighting for religious freedom. 
constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. So switch your cell phone service right now. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, just let them know because they have special discounts for you, too. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day? Miss a lot. Visit BlazeTV.com today and never miss a moment of truth. This Wednesday night, we have quite a special for you. The Summer of Rage. It was declared this weekend. um, And these are the real domestic extremists that are plotting revolution and threaten our way of life. Um, We actually um, uh, infiltrated uh, one of their meetings, and we will show you uh, what we saw. And uh, that's coming up Wednesday. They're... They are well-organized, well-financed, and they um, are looking to change absolutely everything about this country. It's uh, remarkable. Summer of Rage, the real extremists that threaten the republic. Uh, That's coming up on Wednesday, only on Blaze TV. If you're not a subscriber yet, how come? Please subscribe. Save some money right now, 10% at uh, blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Glenn and enter the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10% on your subscription. Join us, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn. Glenn Beck Program.